0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And welcome to another episode of the Maliki Click Podcast I'm your host Ali And I hope everybody is in khair inshallah So I guess I wanted to do this podcast As a response to um, All of the ex-Muslim propaganda that's Going on uh, out there on Twitter and on the internet So I wanted to explain why and how I left Christianity. You know, I see a lot of things on Twitter. Um, But something which is consistent is the ex-Muslim narrative or story. Uh, Usually it goes something like, uh, my father forced me to do that, my mother forced me to do this. Uh, Islam oppressed me, my dad made me wear a hijab, you know, he didn't let me go out to prom. Uh, it's so oppressive, I couldn't have my way, boo-hoo, wah-wah, you know, it just just a bunch of moaning and, you know, complaining about really things that aren't even really serious. And, you know, I, I want to make something very, very clear, very, very clear, that a lot of people who are atheist or ex-Muslim or usually the people that look at it from the outside and see this narrative of the ex-Muslim, what a lot of people don't understand is, this is culture, this is not Islam. It's very clear in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there is no compulsion in religion. What does it mean? You can't force anybody to do anything in the religion. You, you can't force people to pray, you can't force people to believe. Uh, so. The thing is, a lot of this narrative is just being swallowed up uh, by the people that are not Muslim. And they think, wow, look at this is what Islam does, this is what Islam, you know, this it, it, it obviously oppresses people. But you know, it has nothing to do with Islam. Uh, for example, a lot of the ex-Muslims say, "Oh, everybody is after me. Everybody is hunting me down. Oh, you don't know the oppression that I'm facing. Oh, people want to kill me." And <laughs> I mean, people really don't know the process of what it takes to discern the truth whether uh, an ex-Muslim or a Muslim has actually well, a Muslim has actually left Islam. And, you know, they have to... There's a process. I mean, if if anybody thinks that Muslims go out in the street looking for uh, apostates, and if you think that they have any right to even harm or touch uh, somebody that has left Islam, like, uh, you're fooling yourself. You're really ignorant about the truth of what Islam is in the first place. So... There's this whole process where people have to go through. Um, they will ask him, or, or are they are they sane? They will uh, basically make dawa to that person, and what dawa means is, you know, they will they will teach if they did not know already uh, that person that is apostating. They will teach them Islam. What do you know about la ilaha illallah? What do you know about aqeeda? What do you know about the basic pillars of faith? What do you know about Tawheed? What do you? Yeah. So they give them. They give them plenty, plenty of chances. Uh, but unfortunately, um, what's viewed from the outside is, okay, if a Muslim if a Muslim apostates from Islam, that's it. They they're gonna hunt him in the street. They're gonna lynch him. They're gonna you know stone him to death. They're gonna, you know, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Okay, but if it does happen, okay, if it does, it is because of people's emotion. It is because of people's lack of understanding of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has nothing to do with Islam. And you know, uh, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty positive that a person, a Muslim who stones or kills an apostate uh, without this process being uh, decided and uh, without the person who is leaving Islam uh, being asked these questions and being taught the religion of Allah because they might have some misunderstandings but if somebody does harm those people I'm pretty sure that the, the Sharia calls this murder I mean, it's it's uh, really to, really easy to understand that you just can't go out there and and harm, even harm, much less kill. You cannot harm a person that uh, apostates from Islam. But this is the whole thing that they're banking on. You know, uh, they get a lot of attention, they get a lot of support, uh, even monetary support from Christian groups and ex-Muslim groups. And like I said, while there is a lot of ex-Muslims that have uh, had family members threaten them, you know, it it doesn't make it right, and it's not the fault of Islam. It has nothing nothing to do with Islam at all. And you know, my oldest son left Islam um, when he was 16 years old. He's almost 25 years old right now. Uh, no one has threatened him, I haven't threatened him, uh, he's, he's still alive today. Uh, so the narrative of, I'm on the run, I have to hide myself, uh, is, is really, I think, connected to a guilt. Uh, I think that they're connecting themselves to a group, a new group, the ex-Muslim group, to get some type of uh, camaraderie or sympathy. Uh, because they know that they won't get it usually from the Muslims. And I find that a lot of time that these ex-Muslims really didn't understand Islam in the first place. I mean, they, they really didn't. You know, what can I do? I mean, about my son, what can I do? Um, I would never stop trying to give him dawah. Right? I would never stop trying to, you know, I mean, making dawah, thinking about him. You know, dropping a little reminder here and there. And you know, the thing is, my son left Islam, but he's not bitter towards Islam whatsoever. Not at all. Uh, He's very, very respectful. Um, He doesn't talk bad about Islam at all. Zero. Um, It's just not for him. Uh, Maybe he's going through a dark moment where he believes that Islam is full of uh, rules and I'm young and I want to do this and I want to do that. Which is, you know, I mean, it's... This is what happens to people when they're young, right? They, they want to do this and that. But the thing is, you would never catch my son uh, talking bad about Islam or going on Twitter or any social media and just speaking horribly about it on a daily basis. I mean, he hasn't even done it once. You know, it was a personal decision for him. He did what he needed to do, but he really doesn't say anything. He gets on with his life. So why did I leave Christianity? Well, I was born and raised in Christianity. Uh, I had gone to Christian schools. Um, I attended church three days a week, a Wednesday Bible study, Friday youth night and Sunday church. Um, I also had my problems. A lot of ex-Muslims say, "Oh, my dad beat me up, and my mom did this and that, and you know, mental verbal abuse." Uh, this, this happens in every single household. I think uh, a lot of them, not every single household, but you know, I had my fair share uh, of hard times with my father as well, with my stepmother and my mother as well. Uh, it's called life it's called being tested you know uh, a lot of things about this the ex-muslims is they they take their bad life that they that Allah didn't create this perfect utopia for them in this dunya and so they're mad at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for not giving them the most perfect family and the perfect life and being rich and well off and it's this is life right you don't have to leave a religion uh, because your life isn't perfect. I mean there's there's Muslims that are that their lives are not perfect. There's Christians, there's atheists, there's it's just life, right? So the beginning of me leaving Christianity I think really started around when I was 14 years old. I was at a Bible study and I had found two verses that contradicted each other. So what I did was I called attention to the, the preacher, the, the the Bible study leader or whatever, and uh, I, I mentioned, I showed him the two verses in the Bible, and he said to me, you know, I didn't even know that that was in the Bible, I had no clue. And that kind of shocked me, that somebody who was supposed to be an expert on the Bible couldn't Well, he couldn't answer my question. He didn't even know that it was in the Bible in the first place. That was kind of alarming. And you know, after questioning him about it and having him look at it many times, and he couldn't explain it, and so he just told me, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but you just have to have faith. And that really didn't do it for me. It really didn't. So from that point on, I think I kind of spiraled out of Christianity. So I went through the motions, just like the ex-Muslims say. You know, they they just go through the motions. They fasten them Ramadan. They they pray. They salam alaikum. They do this and that. It's basically the same thing that I was doing. Um, so, yeah, I was just going through the motions. You know, I was a I was a white kid in America. I'm supposed to be Christian, right? That's what I'm supposed to do. I can't be anything else. So you know, I did just went through school, played football. Uh, did what any other American kid would do. And you know, the the experiences that I had growing up as a Christian, I compare it more to a cult type of um, vibe than actually a religion. Um, I would actually see people in the church uh, so-called prophesizing, as if God was speaking through them, and you know, the music would start and then a random person would go get up from his seat and say and thus I say unto you my people the Christian people Jesus has come and they would just rattle off some nonsense and as a child this scared the hell out of me I was just like what you know and there's people jumping and running down the aisles and jumping up and crying and screaming and everything Jesus Jesus these are things that were very intimidating to me as as a youngster and I I really didn't know what to think of it. And the whole concept of here is Jesus who is supposed to be God who is son of God who is on the cross dying who is coming down from heaven or whatever and down to earth you know and I just I didn't buy it. I I didn't buy the whole concept of um, a man who is Supposed to be God came down to the earth to die for my sins. I never, I can say, I never bought into all of that. It just didn't sit in my soul right. And you know, along the way, I had some, some uh, problems with my my father. You know, he was very, very heavy-handed with me, uh, very strict. As a Christian, uh, I wasn't allowed to listen to music at all nothing zero I wasn't allowed to have a girlfriend you know you go to school you you go to football practice you come home you go to Bible study that's it you know you're a good little Christian boy and that was it so how would it be for me to take all of that information my strict lifestyle of being raised and automatically translating that to what Christianity is like the ex-Muslims do with Islam you know you have problems with your family they make mistakes and they force you to do this and that, well it must be Islam's fault but it isn't (laughs) I mean there's people that are Christian that take the religion of Christianity completely out of context does that happen with Muslims? absolutely it does sometimes and that's why um, knowledge is so important uh, being a Muslim and seeking knowledge gaining it uh, little by little that's why it's so important and that's why every family every family member should really be striving to put knowledge first so we don't make these mistakes again so I went through a search because I my father was always spiritual, my family was always spiritual and that's something that I just lacked and I think that I was doing a little bit of soul and I studied Buddhism, I studied Judaism, uh, you know the New Age spiritual type of stuff Um, I was really searching for something and I just I just couldn't find it, I, I couldn't find anything that I agreed with so, like, fast forward to when I was 19 years old, I I got myself into the wrong crowd, and I got myself into a little bit of trouble, which landed me in a maximum security state penitentiary. And um, I was still searching. Uh, it was a, it was the shock of my life. It was the bottom. Uh, it, it was it was the bottom of the barrel. I mean, it was the very the lowest point of my life. And still I was searching But Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Was Sending You know One of his representatives To To me To tell me about Islam So Um My can, My revert story Is in another podcast Actually If you just look it up It's below on the list I, think, I believe it's the first Or the second one And uh My full story is there But A uh, long story short Um a man named Omar uh, from Turkey, or he was Turkish, um, gave me Dawah and gave me a Quran. And at that point I was really shocked of why is this the truth? Why is this Turkish man presenting something that I've never even heard about? And why is it true? Why is it more true than Christianity? I was kind of disappointed. In Christianity, at that point, because Christianity couldn't answer my questions uh, in my mind, in my heart, it really wasn't realistic. The sonship and the Trinity and all of this—it never made any sense to me at all. And here's a man, you know, 19 years later, in my, in, in a maximum state prison, was answering question after question using the Quran, the Sunnah right? So long story short, uh, I I tried to fight him uh, with my Bible. I, I tried to fight him with the knowledge that was imparted to me uh, from from a child. And I fought, and I fought, and I fought. Because to me, why is this Islamic religion defeating my belief that I have had for my entire life? Why is it doing this? And he just kept on coming back with This is why this and here I can show you in the Quran and he would compare it to the Bible and I would just think (sighs) And finally I just gave up I I had no answers. It would just be foolish for me to carry on with him arguing uh, About something which he was It was the truth And from that point point on I would always promised myself to Embrace the truth no matter what it was And so I did and I left Christianity uh, 100% in October 1991. And Alhamdulillah, that is a ni'mah from Allah. So that was 28 years ago, right? I've never talked bad about Islam. I mean, I've never talked bad about the Christianity. Never said a word against it. I don't go on Twitter every day and say like, Oh, Christianity is the reason why, you know, my father punched me in the mouth. Uh, Christianity is the reason why I couldn't listen to music and why my, I grew up in such a strict family. And Christianity is the reason. And the, No, that was just the way that I was raised. <laughs> That's, it's that simple to understand. Do I blame Christianity for how I was raised and what happened to me? Absolutely not. 100% no. So I really do hope that a lot of people that are listening to this, maybe even ex-Muslims, really will think about their approach and how they live their lives from this point on. If you've left something, if you've abandoned it, if you've uh, bled belief out of your heart, then get busy doing whatever you're doing now and work towards whatever you're doing. Why reflect on the past? Like I said, I think it's like a guilt thing or anything, uh, something like that. Guilt or, you know, they just, they're just they not a part of something anymore or wh- whatever it is, you know, alhamdulillah. I left Christianity uh, based upon I just didn't believe in it. It's that simple. I didn't believe in it. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. Uh, and it's. It, and things happened to me along the way which were bad so what, it has nothing to do with Christianity I left Christianity because of Islam, because there was a supreme option um, presented to me walhamdulillahi rabbil anyway, that's my time, inshallah I hope everybody is, is good and uh, that you really reflect on this and pass on the information assalamualaikum wa wabarakatuh